Here he is out of Long Island, Congressman Anthony D'Esposito. Tony, good morning, pal. How are you? What's up, Sid? How are you? I, I want to thank you for uh, always supporting the police, and especially today on Back to Blue Day. And it's ironic because I'm actually thinking about it more than ever than going back to the NYPD after the couple weeks we've had here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, you uh, you were a brave New York City police officer. And I know, what it, even though I yelled at you a couple of days ago, that you're, you're actually on my side. You're just as frustrated as I am. But, you know, now that you touched on that, Anthony, why don't you talk just a little bit about your experience working with the NYPD? Uh, it's, listen, it's uh, it's the greatest job in the world, and, and people say every day, even now, uh, aren't you glad you got out of there? And, and the answer is no. It's one of the things I miss every day. Uh, I miss the job. I miss the, the people that I worked with. Uh, it truly is uh, a front-row seat to the greatest show on earth. Where were you working out of what precinct? I forgot. I'm sorry. I, I did my whole career in Brownsville, Brooklyn, in the 7-3. Oh, man, I, that's uh, a rough hood. On, started there on patrol and then uh, went to the detective squad there. That's a rough hood, bro. It is. It's uh, it's a long way from uh, from Island Park. That's for sure. No, yeah, I was in Island Park on Saturday night. I went to Jordan's Lobster. How did, how was Steve doing? I missed him. I haven't seen him in a couple of weeks. You know what's funny? I spoke to Stevie Friday. Made the reservations. Oh, Sid can't wait to see you. Showed up Saturday. He wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. ah, okay. But it was a nice dinner. So yeah. In fact, now that you mention it, according to Peter King, you had like seven or eight kills in Brownsville. Isn't that true? And I, I, I had none, but I had, I had a very uh, – I, I retired with uh, well over 600 arrests, a lot of wow. felonies. I had a great career, a lot of good investigations, uh, and I do. I miss it every day. And, and I don't know if you know this. I know he's, he's a guest coming up, but Ray Kelly has some deep Island Park roots as well. Is that right? I don't know. What, what are his Island Park roots? So he, uh, he lifeguarded in Island Park as a, as a teenager. That's where, where he met his wife. His wife is from Long Beach. And his sister wow. uh, lived in Island Park until, uh, until she passed. You know, I got to tell you, and uh, making the drive from where I live in, in Bell Harbor to uh, to Jordan's, and going over that bridge. First, you got to go through that whole. It's it's not a great area, and then you get past. Um, I guess uh, I forgot the name of the the place right by the bridge. Very very uh, Orthodox Jewish, uh, big big population, and then right, when you five pounds. Yes, when, when you get over the bridge there, and you're in Atlantic Beach, and it leads to Long Beach. It reminds me so much of my neighborhood because. There's a lot of, like, beach condos and a lot of stuff on the water, but so many American flags. One of the most really patriotic neighborhoods, I believe, in New York, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the west end of Long Beach is, uh, you know, is cops and firemen and, and people who uh, who bleed blue and, and love the United States of America. And it's, it's sort of ironic because Long Beach, for many, many years, was uh, historically a democratic community. Right. Uh, and, has, and we've seen a change there, and I think we're going to see one uh, on Election Day, too. Thank God, and I hope so. Bernard McGurk, the great Bernard McGurk, God rest his soul, and Carol and his two kids and his grandson, Colin, uh, they live there too. So what was it, before we get to the uh, the matter on hand today, what was it that prompted you to leave the force and do what you're doing today, which is a congressman out on Long Island? So uh, back in 2016, there was a vacancy on the Hempstead Town Board, which, um, you know, the town of Hempstead is actually the largest town in the country I think it's bigger than seven states by population. It's uh, it's a place where you know Peter King got his start, Al D'Amato got his start, um, and there was a vacancy on the town board. So I, I, I gave it a whirl. I took a leave of absence from the uh, NYPD as a detective uh, and started a, a career in public service. I ran in 2016. I was the only uh, local elect, uh, local nominee on the ballot with uh, with President Trump. Uh, I ran again in 2017 for a, uh, a four year term, and then was reelected in 2021 with almost 70% of the vote. 
Uh, and then in 2022, there was the, the, the open seat for the 4th Congressional District. And, you know, it, it was about everything that we talked about. We were on the right side of every issue. Uh, the district had uh, been re- represented by a Democrat for almost 25 years. And uh, we knew that uh, with, the, with, with the foundation that we had in Nassau County, with the leadership of Chairman Cairo, uh, we would be able to win that seat. And that's what we did. Yeah, that was a great day for you guys. It was a, an immensely disappointing day for Republicans like me. I mean, I'll never forget my friend Jesse Waters. And, and by the way, folks, Jesse Waters invited me back on his show last night to talk about New York, and I couldn't do it because of my date with Curtis Sliwa at that town hall in Bell Harbor. So I love Jesse. But I remember the night before, he's talking about, you know, seats 54, 53, and I remember Carl Rove going, wow, slow down just a little, and it was not a good night. But, but here in New York, between Mark Molinaro, and uh, obviously, uh, you three guys out on Long Island, excluding George Santos, it was a very good day, and you were part of that victory. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, we, you know, we we say it all the time that it was uh, it was the blue states that actually delivered uh, the majority in the House of Representatives, and uh, I think it you know it was because in many of those blue states, people were so fed up. You know, independents and moderate Democrats crossed the line to vote for Republicans because. Uh, they saw what uh, what the lack of leadership, whether it was Bill de Blasio, whether it was Governor uh, Cuomo's policies or now Governor Hochul's policies, people were fed up. And, uh, you know, we have to give credit where credit is due. We had a great top of the ticket in Lee Zeldin, and uh, it, it showed across New York State. Well, what an impressive guy this guy is, Anthony D'Esposito, congressman out of Long Island. All right, so wait, you and I spoke last night kind of off the record. You mentioned the name Byron Donalds. I like Byron a lot. Uh, out of Florida, of course, Republican, conservative. He's also black. That doesn't hurt if we have an honest conversation. Yeah. But I keep hearing the name of Mike Johnson out of Louisiana so far this morning. So where are we? Is it Mike? Is it Mike and Byron? And more importantly, do you expect that in the next 24 to 48 hours, this nightmare is going to be over? And that it is. It is a nightmare. It's embarrassing. And uh, so we, we went through, I think, a total of uh, – I lost count at about six, but I think we went through about eight ballots yesterday. Started in the morning. Um, Tom Emmer came out victorious, and then obviously we took a little bit of a break. Uh, he was trying to get the votes that he needed to go to the floor uh, and become the, the speaker. Uh, then we had another election uh, where there was a few ballots where we did, you know, uh, supported Byron. I think Byron's a great leader. He's uh, one of the individuals that's the future of our party. In fact, Nick Lalota from Long Island delivered his nomination speech to the conference. So uh, we were supporting Byron Donald. And then uh, we had another ballot, and uh, Mike Johnson came out on top. He he received the majority of the majority. So he is now given uh, the title of speaker designee. Um, there was uh, he got uh, all the we did a roll call vote. He got uh, all the votes in the room with the exception of two who voted present. So I guess we'll see how they vote today. And there was 17 individuals, I believe 17 or 18 individuals uh, that were not in the room. So uh, he he and his team spent the evening and I'm sure this morning reaching out to those uh, who were not present to see where they stand. Uh, And our plan is to gavel in at noon. Uh, I'm sure we will do a quorum vote, which will probably take about a half hour. And uh, it is my hope and, and my prayers that uh, by 1 o'clock or 1.30, uh, we have the 56th Speaker of the House of Representatives. I know it's your hope and your prayers, Anthony Desposito, talking about the possibility, if not probability, that Mike Johnson out of Louisiana is the next one after McCarthy. Prayers and hope and all those nice little words aside, what is your prediction? You're there. I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think that we're going to have a speaker today. I think that... Uh, People have had enough. I think we've had now two and a half weeks for 
uh, you know, people to get their uh, their emotions off their uh, off their chest. They've said what they had to say. Uh, they've done what they had to do, and now I think it's. Uh, I mean, I thought it was time two weeks ago to get back back to work and get on the floor and do the work of the American people. But nonetheless, I, I believe we are there. Mike Johnson is uh, is it represents probably one of the reddest districts, definitely in Louisiana, probably in the country. Um, he's a, a man of faith. He's a, a good leader. He sits on the House Judiciary Committee as well as um, the House Armed Services Committee. Um, he is uh, the, dep- the deputy conference leader of our conference. Um, he has. I spoke to Peter King last night after I had spoken to you. Uh, he was very, very helpful in, in getting uh, Pete King's 9-11 bill across the finish line uh, back in 2018 and 2019. Obviously, from Louisiana, he uh, you know he deals with many of the same things that we deal with on Long Island when it comes to flooding and whatnot. Uh, he has an uh, an open uh, an open policy to. Um, see what we can do on salt, which is stuff that matters to us. Uh, and, and most importantly, he's respected by the conference. I mean, we, we saw uh, people last night who, who sit on the far right uh, and, and more to the middle, the moderate Republicans, and he got support from all, all throughout. I think that uh, he's someone that can unite us. Uh, he is super humble. He's got a, a great leadership team surrounding him with Steve Scalise uh, and all of the prior um, all of the prior nominees uh, supported him. Byron Donald supported him. Jim Jordan supported him. Steve Scalise supported him. Uh, so I think it's it's time that that we come together and do what we were sent there to do, and that is uh, try to save this country. Kevin McCarthy support him too. Just curious. Uh, Kevin McCarthy did support him. Yes. Okay. Hey, listen, you are super, man. I mean it. I mean, you're, you're quick oh, to pick up my call that. and. And it's important to me to have these discussions on and off the air. And Long Island is really lucky to have you. 